embracing purpose. It's a difficult area in our lives to hone in on, much less pursue with the passion. Today, we shed light on what it means to have a purpose and what you can do to not only chase after that purpose, but catch it. With plenty of laughs to go around, this will be the most fun you've had talking about such an unclear topic. It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. In this episode, we're going to tackle the best way to embrace purpose. Yeah, we are. And mm-hmm. with my like wife head as on. a special guest, you're not really, you're like the secondary special guest, but you're my special guest. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. And Ramona. my special guest, <laughs> yeah. author of The Awkward List, all the way from Oklahoma, Tyler oh, Schutze. I'm back. So with your wife being here, let's kick it off this way. Let's ask a, let's go around the table answering, do you believe in the one, Joe? Mm. Oh, um, no. I, I tell her all the time, no. She would have married the first like decent Christian guy that came into her life and yeah. proposed. It just happened to be me. Oh, I think man. And I wasn't even that decent. But yeah, like no, she would have married any Christian dude. I think it's really, he's really wrong in that, that assumption, yeah. first of all. That no. theory is wrong. Yeah. And it's a little bit um, not nice. Oh, the first decent, good-looking Christian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For the first good-looking Do you believe guy. in the one, Mona? Um, hmm, that is a hard question. Um, that's a no. She's trying to think of a yeah. nice way to say. I it. would probably say I. I think there can be the one, and I think there are uh, most probably times when it, there's not just one. So there's mm. more than one. All right, go, go. <laughs> the, the, we got yeah, Mormonism is, on here. Yeah. The question is, when you find one, should you keep exploring yeah, for others? That's right. Can that's I, the I, real big problem. <laughs> yeah. No. My wife's not watching this, by the way, so I'm in the clear. The, I think, uh, well, good. Then you had the four. <laughs> yeah. No. The one is the one you marry. Yes. Okay. They and, become the one. Yeah. And, and no matter what one you pick, it's hard work, whichever one it is. Yeah. So it's true. just get ready for hard work or don't get married. So, Zach, I want to confirm. You believe Caitlin is not the one. Well, she is now the one you okay, marry is yeah, the okay, one. Yeah, fair enough. So, here's why I asked this because I feel like a lot of people and have the the big concept of the one, and that's I feel like Christian or not Christian, but especially in the Christian community of you're trying to find that one, you're praying for that one out there because you're going to find them, and that's like seven or eight billion people, and uh, they always happen to be living in your hometown, mm-hmm. and you find them, and it's going to be it's all downhill from there. It's all good. Uh, and it's kind of like this awkward checklist you have to do. God gave me the one out there. Now it's a scavenger hunt, and I'm going to go find that one out of all of them and do the thing. Uh, but like y'all said, I think it is a lot more of that. <laughs> I don't know what y'all did after you got married. I did the thing. <laughs> this is a I, was, I was talking about marriage, but okay. y'all dirty. <laughs> but no, it, it is more in that choice of who do you choose to be that one. You pick them, and then they are that one. I think purpose works a very similar way. <laughs> Mona's still Sorry. trying to turn this to a different podcast. I don't even think we are you. You're desperately trying to bring this back to purpose, and we really haven't even set up the topic here. I, 
I mean, I'm Mona, going wherever it goes. Mona's a sheathen. She's just thinking about doing the thing. Okay. Okay. At this point, all, in, Joe. all somebody knows is they clicked on an episode that was supposed to be about purpose, and now we're. We're, they're questioning yeah, their yeah. their marriages and, and dating and, relationships. And I hope your purpose. Yes. Yes. It's good. Okay. Yeah, no, but I think purpose acts similarly. Is there, a, is there a, like a checklist like the one out there for your purpose? You need to go accomplish these things in life, and then you've won. You have purpose. Like there's or this one specific way? job for me. Yeah, yeah. Or this one specific place. Christians call it and a calling. And if I do something wrong, then I'm going to mess all of that up and never live up to my purpose or my potential. I think that's the whole like concept of this is your destiny and mm. you've got to find oh. your destiny and you know you don't want to miss your destiny and oh, yeah. all of those things. So In the same thought, I watched The Butterfly Effect as a middle schooler, high schooler, and it messed me up. It shows. Because. Because, yeah, every action or every inaction, I was constantly thinking, like, am I going to mess this all up? Am I going to mess up this calling or this plan or this purpose? I yeah. feel you. Okay, this is good. But let me zoom out for just a second. First of all, Taylor, Taylor I just called you Taylor. Tyler. <laughs> um, Tyler Schutze, you just wrote a book mm-hmm. called The Awkward List. You yeah. said that. So we're excited about that. All right. We said that, but I was in the last episode. <laughs> They should, you don't this think they're a, watching? We have a new episode. We've got we, loyal fans here. Tyler the camera. As, Everybody went to a bathroom break. I, inter- <laughs> I introduced Tyler as the author of The Awkward List. Oh, okay. Gosh. Yeah, but you did Hi, that. my over. name is Tyler Schutz, <laughs> the author of The Awkward List. <laughs> Find it on Amazon. Oh, what is the purpose of this episode? <laughs> Uh, this is this is gone. Back to you, Joe. Bonkers. Okay, this is probably where we should cut and just start over. I think so. Uh, we can't have more good. editing time that we can't pay these guys for. We're just gonna push through. I think they might have. Sometimes a- you gotta push through to purpose when things get difficult. Oh, somebody redeem this. Come on. Okay, <laughs> you guys. I am. I am. Two for two. Most people don't watch us; they listen to us. Don't go to our YouTube channel. You heard me say that. Don't go to our YouTube channel. It's kind of like you know your grandma's closet. You don't. I don't. We don't even know what's in there most of the time. <laughs> you can it, see the tears. And you go in there and you're like, man, this is great content. How, how come content? Content. How come nobody watches it? It's because we don't. It's just we cram videos in there and do nothing with them. We tell nobody about our YouTube channel. Um, and so it's just, it really is our archive of things we've experimented with and we don't care who watches it or not, but these podcasts are a lot of fun and people are getting something out of them. So let's help them get something out of this podcast. Okay. If they haven't tuned us out already, I think we're going to hone in on the practical nature around finding and applying purpose. What does that look like? And Tyler, in your book, you've done a great job of, of giving people a step-by-step process and, and ways to do that. So let's zoom out and let's talk about where we often mess up. So your premise, as you were saying, this idea of purpose, verb, noun, adjective, where do we go off? Where do we get wrong when we, when we think about purpose? No, for sure. I mean, I think that a lot of people have the idea that there's the divine checklist that you got to go meet and do certain things so that you have purpose. You're either a failure or you're a winner. Have you done the thing? Have you not done it? Mm-hmm. And that's where, I mean, yeah, For you were talking about, the, is it a noun, is it a verb, is it a noun, whatever. I think purpose is a noun. It is a person, not what you do. What you do is all about a byproduct of who you are. And I think ultimately purpose comes from the one who gives all purpose. I, I think it comes from God. And I think ultimately he's not needing a bunch of little worker bees to go do the things that he could do himself. 
I think he's trying to have a type of people that are his family. And that's a lot of the analogies he uses. And so it's about a people who do things that with purpose rather than trying to do a bunch of purposeful things. Okay, so drilling in on this definition of purpose, is purpose synonymous with calling? Every time I've heard of it, it has been in the church world. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, should it be synonymous with calling? Uh, I would. I think not exactly. I mean, at least in the way that it's usually presented and used, that you have this calling that if... I've heard a lot of people phrase it as, I feel like my calling is to write a book. It is to uh, be an artist, is to whatever it is. And it sounds to me like when they're saying that if, if they derail from that, if things don't turn out the way that they were either told it's going to be or the way they intend it to be, then they've missed their calling. It's like, mm. oh, man, are you just like thrown out? Mm-hmm. That sounds awful. <laughs> you know, that sounds terrifying. Would it be fair to describe a calling as sure. potentially a... a- a, a mini purpose, and and it's an optional mini purpose at, at that. Yeah, a side quest. Yeah, no, I think side it's a, side quest. Yeah, it's a choose your adventure story. Yeah, I, I absolutely think so, and I think yeah, going after those things are huge, and I think God can even uh, gear us towards certain emphasis in life, side quests. Uh, but I think a lot of people get really wrapped up and very very fearful or oriented towards what am I supposed to be doing in life, and, instead of who am I supposed to be. I think that kind of misses the main drive, the main point. I mean, isn't that, isn't that what Jesus like railed against like these Pharisees? And Pharisee was really just like the teacher of the law. They were like the people who were actually doing what God said, like to the T in the law. But he said, no, wait, you're missing the point. You're like the farthest away from me, from God. So it's like, I think there's something to that. Are we doing the right things, but missing the entire point at all? For yeah. me, that's a scary thought. Like, wait, what if I did everything right, but I did everything wrong? because I wasn't that kind of person. That's real. Okay, so that's that's kind of like the church world and clarifying yeah. definitions there. Then you have like the hippity-dippity like Austin spiritual world, oh, yeah. where it's like purpose is not the destination. It's the, the journey. journey. So would you agree with that? I think they actually, the Austin hippies get a, hit a little bit closer to the biblical definition, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just the overflow of who you are. And, uh, well, for me, it's like, the idea of, okay, one day God's making this big old promise that he's going to wipe away every tear and I'm going to wipe away all the injustices and the evils of the world. And but from a Christian standpoint, I'm supposed to be going out and wiping out these evils and helping God, you know, slay demons and all that, all that good Heck stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, side quests. And uh, so wait, after that's done, the hell do I do in heaven? You know, it's like, wait, did you just get rid of all my side quests, all of my, all this journey? What do I do there? Just sit in the pew and listen to the pastor in heaven? That sounds... You can tell you're going Terrible. to Baptist heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's pews, but... It, it yeah, sounds but really boring. It, it, purp- it sounds like that's purposeless, and I think that's from a bad vantage point on what purpose is and what God's intention is for us. Well, I do think, though, that we see evidence of Christ saying, hey, mm-hmm. some of you are going to go out and you're going to be apostles. Some of you are going to go out and yeah. you're going to be teachers. Some of you are going to go out and you're going to be disciplers, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it does seem... I mean, he told... He gave Adam purpose, you know? I want you to go and multiply and... Um, so I, I received that seems there seems like there are times when he is calling out mm. purpose in people and, and it is with doing words, you know? So I hear what you're saying at the same time. I think, is he 
so was he saying those things knowing that these would just be expressions of the work that he was going to do that with them? Is it sometimes that you have to start doing something in order for that shaping to actually start happening? Mm-hmm. You know, like I think a lot of times it's through the doing that our character does get built, you know, and so yes. we get built more into this person of purpose and it starts unfolding other things that we might have as part of our purpose, you know? Yeah. So sometimes I feel like the journey is really, um, it's relying on us doing something, sure. you know? And so I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to start somewhere and start doing and feeling like, okay, this is my purpose right now. This is an expression. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live out who I am. This is the best expression of how I can live what's been worked in me so far, you know? And for right now, this is the purpose that I have. But I think it's a matter of what I hear you saying is there's a danger in it being where you find your value um, and it being concrete, yeah. like cemented. There's no other change from this one, you know? For sure. And I think it's a, like you're saying, because I think you hit it on the head, like purpose does result in action. It is your identity in action and lived out. It's an expression of who you are. And I think what a lot of times we do is it can be like cart before the horse. Like if I perform these actions, then I will have an identity of uh, someone's not a, that you said uh, these like different identities that God gives as far as like your pastoral, mm-hmm. your evangelist, you are, and whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. that you aren't unless you actually go out and do these things. Not that it, it springs from, hey, I've already given you this identity. Now go live that out. Mm-hmm. Do what you were meant to do and let that live. Because I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, if this doesn't result in action, you know, you're not, you're not actually living that identity. You know, identity has to be pushed out into real world situations. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about purpose and our unique design and how we live that purpose out in the world. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought, like, we're so intricately crafted by a maker that that reveals, like, value. Like, things that are intricate in design usually cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They're more expensive. So you each have value. They also reveal purpose because certain things are crafted in a certain way to accomplish a certain purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every person listening to this has that unique purpose that's for them in this specific time and place mm-hmm. that they can start living out. That's one of the things that I loved about your book and one of the takeaways was that even in the seemingly like awkward or meaningless moments, you can find purpose. That those foreshadow purpose yeah. and begin to unpack those moments as God is moving you to something else. Why are you looking That's at me good. like... You're doing a great Sweet. job. Keep preach. Uh, so so I, I like this idea of, of, in my mind, framing purpose mm-hmm. as, as you put it, Tyler, a byproduct of existing well, right? So mm-hmm. how do we... How do we... What are things we feel like, even if it, even if it is a byproduct of our actions and what we're doing, a lot of times it comes down to... What are we smiling at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was still picturing you crying from your own joke earlier. Yeah, but do I still have a tear? I feel like I still have a tear in my there. eye. Yeah. It was. Is it still? You get you get. I'm good. All we'll right. Come down later. What this is these are lofty ideas. I love mm-hmm. them. Let's get practical with them. Yeah. What is somebody like most people who end up questioning their purpose, what they're doing, are they are they involved in the right things? However, how do we help, how do we handle this in a healthy way? How do we, how should we think about purpose and what do we do? Yeah, like how do you how do you start figuring out what your purpose is? Or, yeah, or or yeah, or just yeah, yeah. 
no, I mean, so I think yeah. on, on the practical side, like one thing Mona said is you start learning what your identity is by doing. Uh, and I think that's super, super valid. That shouldn't ultimately form who your identity is, but you start revealing who you are uh, through serving others, through uh, just being with people who are also seeking after the same thing and seeking after good things uh, in the same way that um, you're, you're serving other people with a group of people who actually have like real heart and real care you're going to start finding and discovering new parts of your own heart and your own uh, self that does care and what that actually looks and looks like in action as well. Um, you know, like I said, identity is lived out. But ultimately, start figuring out what kind of person are you? What kind of person do you want to be? And I mean, I'd advocate what kind of person does God say you are because it seems like he's put a lot of emphasis on the uh, the intangible things that are inside, like peace, love, patience. And for me... If you want to get practical, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to just give things away and call myself generous. I want to actually be a generous person because if you're a generous person, then you will, yeah, you'll give things away. You will actually love people really, really well when the time shows up and you don't have to give enough so that you are generous and you have value. You're just doing it. You don't have to worry about the value side or that did I make it? Did I do things right? It's like you were just living out who you're meant to be. That kind of makes sense. No, that's good. I heard recently, and I'm trying to place where it was from. I don't know. I can't source credit, so I'll take credit. But uh, maybe it was the guy on The Office. Um, But one of the biggest deceptions that we believe is just a shift in one letter. And instead of doing things from a place of purpose Mm -hmm. or from a place of identity, we do it for identity or we do it for purpose. That's something that's just been rattling around in my mind, like having the self-awareness to recognize, am I doing this to try and achieve? Like, am I always striving or am I doing it from a place where I'm already in community? I already have value. I have purpose. And I'm just further stepping into that. Yeah. If you you really want a real world example of why I even want to bring this up is it is my own angst and insecurity mm-hmm. and existential crisis that I'm always going through because I am I am a 30 year old emo kid still, and uh, so even as I'm writing the book, uh, it started off with hey I I feel like I have good content that I would love to share with other people and I think is important and I want to see can I actually write this book um, and you know share it with a few people around me, then I actually get to the point of I'm writing it. I've got this physical book and then all my angst and insecurity comes in like, well, is it, how well is it going to do? What, what is, is it going to sell? Is it going to be known? Is it going to be recognized or get a uh, review? Is it going to be big? Have I done anything or did I just make a, a uh, $15 joke that everyone's going to know? And instead of it being about that natural uh, overflow of, I care about people and I want to share uh, wisdom that's going to help people find their purpose, identity, all that. I let my own insecurities creep back in because that's the thing that always is the battle is, is mm. am I enough? Am I fit for what I'm doing? Or am I, did I just make a, a, a 50,000 word joke? Like I said, and, um, I keep on have to remind myself and even go back in my, my own words in there of no, just do this, uh, because it's part of me and what I care about is important. And if it, if it gets to one person and helps, if it gets to 50,000 people and helps in the end, just do it. Mm-hmm. Let the results be the results. I'm going to push hard with it either way, but that doesn't define who I am or if I'm worthy or any of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it might define if people think I'm a great author, but in the end, that's not near as important as me living out, being generous and caring for other people, which is what I want to try and do. But I always struggle with the selfish side of how am I seen? 
am I, did I make it? Yeah. And the results, there's so much of it that's out of our control, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is where you see a lot of um, parents, especially moms, I think, who can really struggle with, they try to make sure that they're raising their kids in a godly home, Mm -hmm. that they're spending time with them, but they've got them in sports. They've got them super well-rounded, you know, that they're taking, they're doing bedtime prayers with them. They're making sure they're discipling them. They're doing all these things. Part of it is because it's who they are, but Mm -hmm. also part of it is because they have a sense of stewardship for their child. They're trying to make sure that they're supplying them with everything that they need so that they can, you know, um, grow up to be the, the godly people that they really want them to be and desire them to know the Lord and all that good stuff. But then at the end of the day, there's no guarantee that those kids are going to have the same relationship with God that you have, you know, you can't make that happen. And so if you based whether or not you hit your purpose that you achieved Mm. your goal based on their results, you're going to feel like, man, what, what you're gonna be super disheartened with what you did with your life, you know, because you're going to be like, this is all this, I gave up work, or I did all of this. And I have no nothing to show for it, you know, comparing yourself to the person next to you who looks like they've done more of the right Christian things or the right good things. And of course, like, yes, it's good to do good things and be a good person. But in the end, not everyone has those same options. Are we saying that the kid in the third world country who doesn't have any money to travel Mm -hmm. to become that missionary or to give and look generous uh, is more disqualified because they don't have that than the the rich hipster Christian here who can't afford to go travel all the nations in six months kind of thing? It's like, no, I, I don't think they they lack purpose. I don't think the single mom who is raising a kid and can't do all these external things that look super holy has any purpose. She has purpose in raising her kid. I think the guy who can't, uh, like, bar- who can barely make it through what he's going through with tragedy in life or anything else, he has purpose in having patience, still just bearing down having faith during that season. You don't have less purpose just because it's not as flashy or doesn't look like you've hit that check mark enough. Yeah. I man, uh, so the first book to read if you want to discover your purpose is probably the Purpose Project. Mm-hmm. But the second book That's is right. probably the awkward list and the third book that was formative for me on this was uh Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. And mm-hmm. he spoke to that beautifully like in, he was in Nazi concentration camps. He lost like Boy. all of his family and he saw two different types of people. The people that could find purpose in suffering and those who just gave up. And he said, ultimately, if you can find purpose in suffering, then you can survive. Like you can overcome. Yeah. And so he encouraged people to do that across the board. And that's actually way more powerful than happiness or anything else. Oh, yeah. And it's all about having, again, that identity. Do you live out purpose in everything you do because that's who you are? Or yeah, are you just trying to do the to-do list? And I think that's what we need to do is scrap the to-do list as as a qualifier for am I am I living right and just use it as a well this is what I want to do because that I actually care no obligation I'm just going to do it because that's who I am hmm. so maybe if we um, here's the way I'm framing some of this conversation so I like the idea of of being tactical and strategic with your design and your gifts mm-hmm. as it relates to really what we're referring to is these side quests yeah. or mini callings, right? Like, go for it. God's given us that freedom. So understand yourself, understand your passions, and, like, see the opportunities before you. And if it, you know, those things align, go for it. Um, but the result of those side quests mm-hmm. in no way 
has any sort of negative impact on your purpose. And I feel like, so as someone who is entrepreneurial by nature that started a nonprofit with these big aspirations and dreams, like I really want to impact people. I really want to see 24-7 centers, community centers come back to life in different ways. And I've got all these different visions of the way that might happen. And there's, there's days where I feel like, that's never going to happen, yeah. right? Because I'm looking at the things that I'm doing and like, oh, I mean, I don't have enough money to do X, Y, and Z. And I feel like it sometimes it feels like I'm failing my purpose, right? But mm-hmm. then I have to move to a healthier state and understanding of purpose. I have to go back to, to Scripture and the Bible, and I have to understand why I'm here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, God, what is the purpose of our existence on this earth and... And who are we to be while we're here? And when I realign back to Jesus and say, I am supposed to be um, your ambassador, represent you in all I do here on earth, and, and mimic what you did in a lot of ways, then I can do that. And I have freedom to do that in a lot of different ways. So then I go back and I reevaluate everything. Know that the mission of Catalyst, the side quest of Catalyst, isn't where I want it to be, and maybe it never will be, but am I, am I aligned to you, Jesus? Am I, am I fulfilling your purpose by mimicking your character and being who you want me to be on this Definitely. earth? If so, then I am, I am living and breathing, and I am aligned to my, my true purpose. Everything else is, and I think, you know. I think you right? see this in the Bible, because, I mean, you all have read the acknowledgement section of the Bible, right? <laughs> it's right, it's right in the middle of the Gospels. No, uh, right in the middle, uh, Jesus is just in there kicking back and observing the temple, and this this like old lady comes up and throws like a couple pennies into the uh, the fund. And I mean, he he's like leaning over to John, saying, "That one, when you write when you write the Bible someday, put her down because everyone. I mean, this is his quote. It's like everyone's gonna remember her for pretty much the rest of eternity for what she did right there." And she was clueless. She put in a couple pennies and probably went home hungry because she had nothing. And it's not because she funded the temple that day. Mm-hmm. The temple could have used, been... She probably didn't think her calling was giving or that, yeah, that her yeah. purpose was to fund he, anything. Yeah, he's saying, yeah. she something is deeper living going on right. There. She's existing well right now because, yeah, the temple didn't need her, her copper coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if anything, it sounds like my a big takeaway from this is a challenge to really mm-hmm. reset what what we think about how we think about success. Absolutely. Yeah, not not just purpose, but success. Like I you do you fill fill out this statement. I feel successful when fill in the blank, right? And and if if you're going to fill in that blank with something that doesn't align back to the big picture reason that Jesus has you alive here on this earth, mm-hmm. then you're off. You're missing it. You're going to set yourself up Definitely. for disappointment. Honestly, I think even not even just why you're on this earth right now, but what about after? I mean, it's like again, I don't, I don't think that everything gets completely boring and we're life is pointless after. But say everything was removed and you don't have to do the things. If you're not feeling successful from the things that would still last after, then maybe you need to realign because we're still going to go. We got the rest of eternity. I don't think it's meant to be boring. So <laughs> I feel successful when I'm generous or I'm giving or I'm loving well or I'm whatever it is because that stuff I think continues without the need for that specific challenge in there because the challenges will change the times will change the needs will change you know do find success in things that won't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so practical ways to take next steps. If you're somebody that is on this journey trying to figure out, wrestle with these ideas of purpose, getting clarity, confidence around um, you know, your sense of identity, purpose, and belonging on this earth, we definitely want you to check out Tyler's book, The Awkward List. Um, and and we, uh, we shared this, and, and I want to share... An, similar offer thank you for setting that up zach yeah. like i zoom in on that awkward list such a pretty cover um <laughs> that colored it himself yeah so if you if you purchase the awkward list um send us proof of that purchase because what we want to do is we want to uh bless you with 50 percent off of the purpose project so in other words you're going to spend 15 dollars on a book and we're going to return that with 80 dollars off spending an hour and a half with our certified guides going through your unique design, how you're wired, and all these potential side quests that might give you clarity and focus on on the things that you could do to make an impact, but still remain grounded in the big picture purpose of who you are. Like, and I feel like, I feel like that's part of what God wants us all to, to feel on this earth is that clarity of saying, hey, you are my son, you are my daughter, this is who you are, and that's never going to change no matter what you do, right? And I feel like some people need that reset, and, and that's part of, of what we're going to take you through through these Purpose Project workshops. So um, the website for that is PurposePro.org, but buy the book first, and then reach out to us, PurposePro.org, and we will we'll set something up with you, because our, our whole goal of doing this is to help people align with who they are uh, in God's eyes, who God sees them as, and then how to maximize their time here on earth. Yeah. Here would be the worst thing. If you listen to like the acknowledgement <laughs> section and you just think, if I just throw in my two pennies, I'm just going to be like her. Mm-hmm. You're actually living her purpose at that point. Mm-hmm. God has something unique for each of you yeah. using your gifts and your design. And yeah. so let's unlock that through the awkward list and through the purpose project. Yeah. The world needs it. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for being here, honey. Thank you for thank you, another podcast. You got one more in you. You guys stay tuned for this. Oh my goodness! You got one more in you. Got this. This, this you done. You do it. We'll see. We we'll sign see. her up for it. <laughs> Wait, it's in your contract. You got to do a third. What one. kind of sandwich was it? Dasani. What kind of sandwich did you throw at the homeless guy? Oh my gosh! Are we still talking about this? No. To be continued. No, to be continued. <laughs> It'll be a whole nother podcast. Find out next Good. episode. <laughs>For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community. 